0: I want to mourn the loss of all the old growth
1: trees I've seen and tell them that we love them. This has to be a joke.
0: I do not believe this is happening. I'm literally about to fucking kill myself and I'm not kidding. You better... think the honey badger cares it doesn't give a shit. No shit hi welcome to last man earth my name is lex Jurgen. as always I'm flanked by matt ralston matt this is usually the time of day i come up with extraordinarily funny gay jokes about you <laughs> but today i wanted to pimp trigger warning how about that yeah your all-star album out and out in digital virtual stores where can people get trigger warning the funniest hottest I call it uh, the uh, uh, Lenny Bruce, if uh, Lenny Bruce was a uh, tall and doughy and goofy Irish guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, you can go bandcamp.com uh, slash Matt-Ralston, which seems kind of complicated, but if you just Google Matt Ralston trigger warning, it'll pop up. It's on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, all that stuff.
0: Do you know that when I first got to L.A., I invested in a rap album? Uh, and the single off it was called The Nigga with the Biggest Trigger Gets g- the Hoe," <laughs> Which, by the way, was as good as any gangster album uh,
1: record Are ever all triggers the same size? <laughs> I, I don't know On guns? Oh, or is this I like see. a special modified gun? I don't know, the artist's name was Black Tovin So that's So You thought this was a good investment?
0: Well, actually it turned out it was a horrible investment But then, at the time, I didn't know anything about gangster rap music but then it turned out I listened to a lot of gangster rap music and the stuff we produced was equally as good, if not better, than everything else that made millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. So I just wasn't Suge Knight. I was missing the Suge Knight elements. <laughs> <laughs> it just should have stayed out of it. All I know there were there was hookers and blows in the hookers and blow in the recording studio and it seemed like a good idea. Is that when you decided to invest? <laughs> yes. How can you not when you show up to that? Right. Uh, this week's show is sponsored by Lena Dunham's new Underboob Tattoo. When you go shopping for tit chandeliers, be sure to check out Lena Dunham Underboob Tattoo. It's self moistening. Oh, did you, did you, did you happen to see the photo she got, the new tattoo she got?
1: Yeah, isn't it like a dream catcher or something?
0: Uh, it looks like a chandelier, like a necklace, and it's hanging under. It's like a, especially some Nordic. She went to Oslo, Norway, to get it done, which seems like a long way to go. But I guess nobody in America would take up that
1: job. I mean, an elaborate tattoo, or any tattoo for that matter. It's never going to help on a woman. No, especially um, an unattractive woman. But it can, it can hurt sometimes. Well, it, it can do a little damage.
0: So Rihanna, I guess it's, it's sort of homage to Rihanna. She got the same giant under boob like Isis amulet warrior tattoo thing under her breast like five years ago. But here's my feeling on tattoos on women. If you're really high, it doesn't matter what the fuck tattoos you get. Yeah. And if you're not, it's going to look fucking horrible. It's going to look horrible. There's no way. There's no way to make it. There's no way to look better by drawing attention to yourself when you don't look good.
1: Yeah, and her her pale flesh and that that sort of weird blue color. Yes. I mean, it's it's one thing on Rihanna. You know, she's got chocolate skin, but this this just sticks out like a, it's almost like a tracing paper vibe to it. It's very disgusting. Yeah, it's
0: really horrible. and I feel like if she's trying to make her boyfriend her- make herself sexier for her boyfriend, how about something he can look at and not have to think about her. Like maybe like I don't know like an image of his favorite football team or something just something to something to focus on that's not leaning, leaning some tux. dudes fucking her yeah the guy from the band I don't remember his name because I get so sad for him every time I look it up but he's actually a fairly uh, talented musician guy oh so he's gay uh, I don't know it's so you always call people gay but I think it's <laughs> I think it's gross I mean I think it's like <laughs> it's gay to me it seems like normal straight seems normal and gay seems normal then there's people who just like to fuck strange things right and he's in that category.
1: Yeah, because even a gay guy, if you put a gun to his head, would you know fuck a hot chick. There's a weird,
0: like a fet- he's like a fetish guy. There's a fetish guy. So
1: is that? But I mean, I suppose there's a theory that there's like infinite fetishes. Like yes. Uh, like supposedly one every chick is like hot uh, to somebody, the hottest person in the world. If you're into like a certain fetish, which I guess is what people call love or, yeah. or something. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> That when you want to have sex with an overweight person. But what's the Lena Dunham fetish? Like chubby, conti, idiot? I don't... I don't it's it's a weird thing.
0: I, have to, I hate to quote uh, Dane Cook on the show, uh, but he, I think he was the one who said that, like, if you drive by the pumpkin patch at night and your dick starts getting hard, <laughs> and you drive by the pumpkin patch, your dick starts getting harder... There's going to be one night not long in the future when you find yourself fucking a pumpkin. It's just going to, it's just going to happen. I see. You can't control what makes your dick hard. And I guess for this guy, it's Lena Dunham. If you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Man Podcast or on Facebook, also Last Man Podcast. All right, on the show, uh, Matt, I'm glad today is uh, the day before A Day Without a Woman Boycott because if it was tomorrow, the official Day Without a Woman Boycott, I don't know if we could even meet here. Would our cars run? <laughs> Would things be open? Would the sun be out? Uh, What would happen with gas? Can we get petrol for automobiles? Uh, Tomorrow, there will be no women in this entire country working uh, to show. It's actually not to show men what life will be like without women. It's specifically not for that. So what exactly do you think it's for? (laughs) What exactly do you think it's for?
1: I would have thought that that was the only possible thing it was for.
0: I'm assuming that's the subtext of this. But in in all the literature for the event, it it says very clearly it says not to punish men. And by the way, when women leave the house for a day to go hang out with each other, that in no way punishes, <laughs> that in no way punishes men. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's good that it's a weekday. Well, weekday yeah, because it's going to bring the economy. It's going to bring the economy to a halt because uh, women do represent. As you know, the lar- they are numerically the largest minority at 51% of the population.
1: <laughs> uh, Isn't that kind of unpatriotic? They're trying to like, damage the economy to flex their muscles? Well,
0: they're trying to, it's a boycott, as you know. And as like all other boycotts in the past year that have been wildly successful uh, to the tune of absolutely ha- affecting nobody, uh, it's supposed to bring the economy to its knees and to show the world, and I guess Donald Trump in some way, that women are, are forced to be reckoned with. Which, of course, they do represent 51% of the voters. We, we always kind of knew that. Probably less than half the workforce, though. Uh, probably less than half the workforce, but they, uh, they, they clean clothes and they make... And they make uh, you don't make food for yourself. Someone's got to make food for you. Someone's got to do your laundry. Who does that shit, Matt?
1: I don't know. I mean, so we're kind of in the, a hotbed of, of sort of uh, activism, if you want to call Progressive it. Progressive activism. People that have the time... Yes, the, the privilege to be able to not work for a day the time, pat a deci- themselves on the back for it? Yes. Um, but I, I believe tomorrow if I come here, I, I think the uh, our waitress will still be here. I, I, I don't know how many people are going to be participating in this, and I guess there is no way to know.
0: Well, they had that issue with A Day Without an Immigrant last month. I know you and I felt that directly. That was hard. So did
1: we ever tabulate the... Uh, do we get were, any stats out of this thing? <laughs> uh, that didn't seem to be too successful. They showed.
0: I noticed what the you know the media are all very excited to have these protest days because it, it provides them a bunch of stories that they don't have to work hard for. And I notice what they do is when the crowds are smaller, they just go in closer with the camera. So they'll like go to a person, <laughs> like they'll go to like a reporter on the ground with like ten people around them, like screaming, and then it looks like oh, it's a mayhem here. And if you ever pull back, it's like you know, it's like a WNBA crowd. Right. <laughs> just, there's just nobody, There's nobody there. Uh, so let me tell you what the official plans are for A Day Without a Woman. Uh, this is from the daywithoutawomanwebsite.com, I believe, or it's uh, just uh, Um Those taking part are encouraged to take the day off from paid or unpaid labor, avoid shopping for one day, though they may make an exception for small women or minority-owned businesses, and we're red. Red is, signifies love and sacrifice and is the color of energy and action.
1: So what does the minority part have to do with it?
0: Uh well, they don't want to offend as women being again the largest minority in the country, they don't want to offend other minorities. They have they have their brother and sister groups, you know. Uh-huh. Although I guess if you break them down demographically, that half the half of those minorities are women are women. As I feel well. like
1: this caveat was just that... Well, we, got, we actually want to go shopping. We might want to you know, yes. hit up a brunch place. So we need this little caveat because yes. he wants to pack a cheese sandwich.
0: Excuse me. Do you have any Latinos working here?
1: <laughs> I would like to buy a blouse and a sandwich. Yes, yeah, cupcakes. Uh, yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, well, first of all, we, we, let's just face it. This is an anti-Trump rally. I mean, these rallies all came about for women. And they said it's not only things Trump has done, because I can't really point to stuff he's done in legislatively that hurt women necessarily, uh, but it's stuff he's said because he said mm-hmm. a lot of stuff anti-women cuz he's an old horny bastard dude. Yeah. Um, but these are really just pro-choice anti-Trump rallies, right? These are just social events for people that we know in LA and people know in New York to get together and sort of have coffee and coffee and cakes and just sort of rant uh, like they used to do uh, like going to soul cycle. This is instead of going to soul cycle for the day, right?
1: Right. And talk to you here's what they do at these things if you if, if I were to show up. They would talk to me about shit I already knew that they just read. Yes. And I'd be like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah, I don't like the guy either. And, and but then like they'd want me to give them some feedback, yeah. And I'd just be like, no, I don't want to participate. Just uh, walk
0: around, and go Russia, Russia, <laughs> like Russia. You see? So well, there is something he is doing actually. That th- th- here's my here's my feeling: all women, pro- all female protests, ultimately, if you get to the nub of it, is about abortion. Mm-hmm. That's ultimately the only. It's sort of like when the teachers go on strike. The only thing teachers ever, and some of them are good, some of them are bad teachers. The only thing teachers agree about that they can get together about is pay. <laughs> they, they all have different ideas on education and how the kids should be treated and this or that. But the one thing that they go on strike for is pay because it's the one thing every teacher agrees on. I want to get more money. Yeah. So when women get together, when you get large crowds of women together to protest, the one thing that drives them all together because some of them are black, some are white, or Hispanic, they have different socioeconomic stuff, they all want access to abortion. In this case, paid, free, subsidized, <laughs> subsidized abortion. So ultimately, it's just all these things are a ruse or a cover, day without women, for we want unfettered access to abortion, which... In Los Angeles, you can get, like, easier than a Starbucks, than a Starbucks coffee. For free. <laughs> for free. So I'm not exactly sure where it is. So Trump's trying to trump, and the Republicans are trying to take away the subsidized aspect of Planned Parenthood for the abortion Why stuff. can't we
1: just draw a middle ground? Like, okay, guys, you can get abortions whenever you want. You just got to cough up the 280 bucks. And wouldn't both sides be all right with that? Yeah, and really, honestly, at
0: least from the California perspective, that's all we're really, all we're talking about is money at this point. Because federal federal funding, and by the way, as, as I added it up, I always thought it was like billions and billions of dollars they give to Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. It's actually like three or four or five hundred million dollars at most a year out of the federal budget that goes to Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot less than some of these people are worth.
1: Some of these people and of, are worth of it. Of very, very little of that actually goes to abortion, also, right? Whatever it's, it is, they're providing, control.
0: you know, whatever. But I mean, let's say the, the, the rich ladies who are complaining about this stuff. Could probably fairly easily chalk up, a, you know, give a, give some big donations and pay for everybody who needs an abortion to be subsidized. Right. It wouldn't take that much. But I guess wearing a ribbon is a lot easier or a pin is a lot easier than to write a fat check. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure. Uh, so do you have any special plans for
1: Day Without a Woman? Are you going to lock yourself in the bunker, shelter yourself somehow? I don't even know if it's – I mean, I know it's happening in theory, but it's just like the Day Without Immigrants thing – after we talked about it, I never thought about it again yes. and never noticed it. So, yeah, I'm sure some chicks will be out in the park. Um, well, they all go, uh, the
0: protests are always, I probably have some in WeHo, but I, I think the best part about protests in L.A. is they're always downtown, mm-hmm. where y- you and I don't live, so we never have to see them. The protest, There would be like a thousand women downtown like marching around, a lot of them are paid union people, and they'll be screaming about their vaginas and stuff like that. But we don't have to see that ever because people don't live in L.A. don't know. But L.A. is a big fucking place. Yeah. It's really geographically very expansive. So you could be 20 miles away. You could be still in L.A., be 20 miles and an hour away from where there's stuff going on. And it's always around City Hall. And I feel like the people in City Hall have to see this shit every day.
1: It's just one of a, a multitude of reasons to not live and avoid downtown <laughs> yes. whenever possible. Uh, isn't it kind of condescending or... or are almost uh, hypocritical on the part of women, you know, because we're sort of an individual, individualistic country, you know, where people celebrate individuality, and, and they're sort of making this broad assumption that all women believe the same exact thing. And you know, when you looked at the election, there was only like a 12 percent disparity between women who voted for Trump. A lot and of women,
0: a lot of women, and in, a lot of women voted for Trump, and a lot of black people didn't vote for Hillary. And it was like, that's sort of, I mean, for all the talk about the big wave, Trump wave and all that bullshit, because it really doesn't exist. Hmm. Basically, it was really black people didn't really like Hillary very much. And women didn't vote, vote against Trump as much as people thought they would.
1: Or as much as it's widely perceived either. Yes. I mean, if, if you ask the average person, they might say like 80% of women voted for Hillary. And well,
0: because you don't see a lot. There was a one pro-Trump rally the other day, like at Berkeley. And we saw that resulted in a lot of fights, a lot of fights going down. It was old, fat, white people like fighting like young punks like in masks and stuff like that. Oh, really? That sounds yeah. awesome. It, well, it was kind of awesome. The good part is like when people get blo- I like when people get bloody in fights like at protests. And they refuse to wipe the blood off their face because uh-huh. they think makes makes them, makes them look even tougher. <laughs> like they really went through the ringer. Uh-huh. Like they'll have like a little cut, but they just let it bleed for an hour, so their face is covered in blood. Right, <laughs> like, right. No, don't wipe it off. I want to look really awesome for the cameras.
1: My uh, my girlfriend told me a really funny story because she works at a university, and um, so there, there's a union of like um, uh, uh, what you, custodians and people that do the 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 janitorial the janitorial type stuff. So they decided to strike, right? And uh, so there were like 10 of them standing outside, kind of a a picket line type thing. And uh, the guy's boss came out. And one of the janitors, who's like Mexican and doesn't really speak English, was like, "Fuck you, management scum!" And this is a guy that he's like has to go like work with. Like yes. a couple of days yeah. later, it was like I think he didn't quite understand how it worked and yes. just like really went balls to the wall with the uh, process. I, just I thought was thought to was. Awesome. how
0: those people. I was I, I was employed at that very same university one time years ago as a uh, teaching assistant, and I remember like that, that being the very easiest job I've had in my entire life. Oh, it God. was by far the cushiest job. And then I go to the meetings, and they always talk about strike. We're going go strike for this. I'm like, are you people fucking kidding me? This is the cushiest job in the entire world. What are we striking for? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what, what is it? Like, I know we we always want more. But, I mean, honestly, I've had other jobs, and this is the easiest job out there.
1: She's always talking about how uh, how hectic it is. Yeah. And I'm like, you've been talking to me about this on Facebook Messenger for, like, an hour. Yes. Like, yeah. how fucking
0: how <laughs> crazy is it? Literally, they'll have, like three or four weeks paid vacation and we're like we want five I'm like well, don't you understand people get like one or two maybe or like we want like 17 sick days we want like all these international holidays off we want all this stuff like this is our right I'm like well no it's not like that and if you, I think those people just don't have a lot not your girlfriend necessarily but people working in the school systems or government don't. they haven't had regular jobs before mm-hmm. so they're not used to actually having like A a dick boss who makes dick jokes uh, a lousy, allows lousy office <laughs> environment that's hostile, yeah. being told to work late nights and weekends, or being told you can't take vacation time, or or being shafted on raises, or all that kind of stuff that go office corporate politics, all that kind of shit that goes on in regular jobs. They're not used to it, so they're just kind of like, alright we want five weeks vacations because four is not enough.
1: Yeah, you know who gets it right? I think, and and you know this very well, obviously, is uh is uh, the film industry and in t- TV industry because when you are on a film set, if it's in any way legitimate uh they will have a, an awesome snack table and your lunch is going to be catered and breakfast and it's going to be really fucking good or at the very least plentiful uh and so no one complains the second they t- like if you're on oh, yeah. a production the food, and they don't the food. have a, a a fucking snack table or they throw a couple of granola bars people are, are literally sabotaging the production uh out of spite um so i'm thinking maybe at these places like you give them a free lunch that could you know pay for itself 10 times over. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, p- free pizza, by the way, is the very best thing you do to keep your employees sheep-like and <laughs> working for next to nothing. Right. Pizza and beer will get people, literally people working for next to nothing for like
1: a decade. I'm going to remember that. Yes. Wait, I'm, I'm working for free pizza and beer right now. <laughs> oh, that's good. Fuck. Talk. You've fallen right into my <laughs> trap. <laughs>
0: Matt, let me ask you, I know uh, you've already bought, speaking of your girlfriend, you've already bought tickets for Beauty and the Beast, which is coming down in two weeks at Disney. Uh-huh. Uh, you guys usually to go to, uh, to the movies in costume, right? Don't you usually go <laughs> and dress up like, uh, I saw that most recently at uh, Star, I guess it was one of the last Star Wars movies, I saw people wearing costumes. I always wonder about people who wear costumes to the actual movie, and uh, I don't wonder about them, I know that they're, they're losers. I just, <laughs> but I wonder what went through their head. When I'm they thought, not sure
1: I've ever seen that happen. Really? I had been to a Kiss concert, um, and people were dressed up as Kiss, and Kiss fucking sucked horribly. They sounded like dog shit. And uh, it was just people dressed up in costume sitting down with bad posture looking real sad. (laughs) It was fucking hilarious. Well,
0: to be fair uh, to people we may not immediately consider losers, people do dress up for like football games and shit like that. You look at a Raiders game, there's a lot of people wearing like. You know, like a Raider warrior outfit. Those people are losers. Yes, I okay. mean, I'll give you a
1: jersey. Yes. That's fine.
0: Uh, so yeah, so you should get uh, something very festive for the 1730s France, <laughs> uh, and and uh, maybe uh, dress your girlfriend as she can wear. Uh, well, before Emma Watson got to change the script, it would have been a whore. But now she can go as an empowered. You know, empowered it's interesting that she didn't woman. change
1: about the script. Uh, the word beauty. She she wasn't like. How about homely in the beast. Right, so she's still acknowledging that she's being paid because she's attractive, or at least fits a certain look. Um,
0: well, yeah, that's why she was cast because apparently, no people don't like working with her. It's because she was in Harry Potter and she's good looking.
1: So, but she's still. I mean, this is a pretty. This is going to be a successful movie, right? Uh, I mean, it's well, not like she's I, it him.
0: might it might be successful. But let me ask you, Disney's now. Lo- it looks like Disney's losing control over Beauty and the Beast because uh, Disney Disney ABC, owned by the same company. Uh, also, ESPN is doing a lot of layoffs this week. By the way, oh. um, they're laying off anchors this week. It's going to get sad. Good, uh, yeah, no, right. Like, I'm not. They made a big story about how they're laying off anchors. Finally, after all, laying off the corporate staff. Yeah, and like as if that was like a bigger deal. I'm like, no, no, that's not really. Most people in this life are not anchor. They're not the anchors. They're people who are people working?
1: Imagine if ESPN was owned by Fox and the guys would, you know, they'd be like drunk and cursing. The, ESPN is so pussified. Isn't it, it
0: is. Well, Disney ABC is kind of pussified. I was going to use the word gay because they seem to be making all their content as gay as humanly possible, which, I don't, and I don't mean by that, I just don't mean like effeminate or like soft or like family friendly. I mean, you know, I mean actually gay gay, like homosexual gay. Uh, so last week ABC did the uh, So We Rise or We Rise Up uh, miniseries that nobody, nobody, nobody watched, apparently. Uh, four day, eight hour primetime miniseries on uh, the history of gay rights. Uh, and now they have Beauty and the Beast, which is a signature Disney property, a classic tale from... 18th century France Turned into a big movie Property for Disney And they decide to make the, One of the characters Openly gay in the movie They're kind of Pulling back on it uh, He was originally a G In LB LGBTQ And now they're saying He's more of a Q How can he be all of those? So he's just a G He was gay But now what, electric, He just doesn't know If he's gay? Now they're, now they're, calling, now they're kind of
1: Thinking he might be Just be a Q because. So is there a scene Where he's looking in the mirror Like out there
0: Well, there's no there's no there's no physical contact and there's no thing where he goes, I love
1: cock so there's just like there's a song about So he just acts gay.
0: I think he, he questions his
1: feelings for his male boss. It sounds distracting. It Seems yes. like if you were watching that movie, you'd be like, "This, this is a, a subplot is not necessary." Well, or go, or go whole,
0: go go whole gay. I mean, it's like the whole, it's like retard. Don't go half retard. Don't go half gay. Like have like his boss walk in him and say, "Let's go rescue Belle," and then he realizes his assistant is like sucking some dude's dick, and like stop
1: sucking dick. We gotta go save the, we gotta go save the princess. Well, see, that does seem like it would be a little out there, but let's also, um, you know, realize. I believe she's fucking uh like a a beast. Like she's engaging in bestiality, isn't she? Uh,
0: this ca- thing has horns. It's not a human. No, it's not a human. Although I don't know that they actually have sex in the film. They do dance a lot, and they uh, are be- they become very friendly and intimate. Uh, as to sex, I'm not really well, sure. I
1: mean, they're not going to have. Se- but I mean, she she has romantic feelings for for a goat like um, sort of a. Well, in, the man incubus. who's pursuing
0: her is an asshole and, and his assistant is gay. It's tough in Fran- it was tough in France. It was hard, <laughs> to find, hard to find a good man. But here's the point. So Disney's taking... It's not that Disney's making... So last week it was We Rise Up. They actually made a gay movie about gay people for gay people, right? And you and I, and I think the rest of the world went, okay, fine, do what you want. Lose your, lose your money, if you will. Uh, <laughs> make your movies. I mean, at least you're making an openly gay piece about gay history and everyone knows it's boring and they're not going to watch it, but that's what you want to do. That's what we want to do. It's your money, uh, although it's a public company. But now they're taking, like, classic literature and changing it to, like, modify it to actually have a gay character that wasn't there before.
1: Right.
0: Um, Can't anyone just make... Why can't they make original gay films? Why would they change things? And can't anyone just make a movie anymore without just pushing their political message in the movie? Why can't it just be Beauty and the Beast for little kids? And and Not that it can't... If there was a gay character in the novel,
1: there was a gay character in the
0: novel. There isn't.
1: It's becoming, like... um the token gay character like you watch Days and Confused and there's you know there's always in all those movies sort of in the 90s there was the one black guy because they're like yes. we have to have a black guy but not enough that we want to make him like a, a character that's likable or has any lines or is yes. central to the story so they would just throw him in there and now, now I feel like we're we've moved beyond that and now we're going to have the token gay character which is just it'd be like you and I were having a beer at the bar and for no apparent reason our third buddy was yes. just a flaming homosexual <laughs> yes it's yeah. like it doesn't really quite happen in real life. Yeah, like like our, our our final
0: our final entry to our fantasy football league, is <laughs> just a dude who loves musical theater. It <laughs> Just like talks about how how you know his boyfriends
1: and his trouble his, his relationships and stuff like that. We're yeah. just like, okay, uh, and like twelve year old girls are watching it. Like, yeah, that's just how guys hang out. Like, yeah,
0: like, and by the way, this story is about seventeen thirties France, so just assume half the dudes were fucking gay in some way, right? They're probably having lots and lots of gay sex, but it was not specifically in the in the so story. This is prior
1: to the French Revolution. This is like the uh, Marie Antoinette period. Yeah,
0: the kings and they they and all were like, like had
1: slaves, basically. Yeah,
0: they had slaves and, and poofy blouses. And these and, are the
1: rich people that had. the yes. uh, well, these that are were the oppressing village. the lower classes. Yeah, but
0: the vill- yes, the Gaston, and he's a good and he's a, a, the
1: best looking guy in town. So obviously he's gay. Uh, He wears boots. Why didn't Emma Watson maybe, you know, she could have taken a look at income equality and and how there was a need to kill the aristocracy, literally behead them and parade their heads around. She
0: does invent a washing machine. I'll have all of you know. I don't want to give away the whole movie, but she doesn't invent a washing machine. But it's like the person who wrote the story didn't seem, seem fit to actually add that to the story. So it's not part of the story. So you're just coming back and revising the history of the story. Just to make a political point that, by the way, is going to cost Disney ABC money because it's not going to help box office. By the way, Russia now says they're not going to show the movie. I don't know how much how much money's in the Russian <laughs> box office. Probably not a lot, but it's something. It's not nothing, right? So there's like twelve half wit
1: nations that are going to say you can't. There's kinda. plenty of people around America in the in red yes. states that are, it's a deal breaker. I'm Alabama,
0: sure Alabama, the theater in Alabama, right now, so they're not going to show it again. Who knows how many people in Alabama are going to see it? But whatever it is, it's less. It's less money. It's not more money. Uh, they probably
1: think it's like the fucking Matrix or something. Like they probably <laughs> think it's cutting edge shit. They might go see it. I
0: think they're. I mean, I don't agree with them, obviously, but I. I think what they're seeing is what I'm talking about now, which is just like a very blatant political ploy to add a gay character to a family movie, even though the character and it's based on a classic tale, and the character's not in that classic tale. So it's clearly just all the gay executives at Disney going, "We want this." To make a statement to you know to change the course of morality in this country or how people view gays or yeah. whatever their statement is or anti Trump or, or who we want credit
1: is. for appearing that that's what we're doing you know so we can win a fucking Glad Award or something yeah like
0: because they made the Gay History Rights movie no one saw it so now they have Beauty and the Beast which is going to be seen by tons of people around the world it's a massive property so they're just adding Gay Josh Gad and by the way Josh, Josh Gad is my least favorite person in Hollywood now because he just <laughs> he sold out the dog movie when they had the dog abuse. I was like, he wasn't even there. He's like, this is a horrible, the most horrible thing I've ever seen and whatever I'm supposed to say, and now he's like saying he's honored to have played the first gay Disney character, it's the greatest honor of his life, and he's repeating this over and over again. He just seems to be saying
1: shit. By the way, he gets jobs, so I assume it's working. Yeah.
0: But he just seems to be saying what he's saying. Well, so he's to say.
1: very non threatening, you know. Yes. Oh you don't really? see Josh Gad uh captaining the football team or anything.
0: No, no. But I think he's like I don't know if he believes this shit, but I think he's learned in Hollywood just to say what you're supposed to say and say it with a lot of exclamation points. Oh, most certainly. It's just like, he's that guy, he's a guy from the practice squad who makes the team just because he's got, so, he's got such a good attitude. He probably
1: has someone else running his Twitter account. He uh, might have that too. All right, uh,
0: uh, so you're not wearing costumes for the opening? Are you going to go? Are you going to protest this stuff? Are you going to march inside West Hollywood theaters and
1: demand they take the gay out? I'm going to protest the, you know, not the gay part, but I'm pretty sure bestiality is illegal. That's That's animal abuse. I mean, she's literally fucking... Uh, You're
0: really caught up in this. I don't know that she's fucking him. I mean, I'm assuming that being the beast, she doesn't fuck him. It's not openly discussed. At least not openly. Maybe she comes out in the morning looking refreshed. Oh. <laughs> the beast, a little beast hair on her. I don't well, know. All right. I he, think I think it's an allegory, Matt. So I'm, just, I'm not sure it's actually an animal. I think he's the, he's just the uh, he's like the un- physically unattractive guy who has a heart of gold. You you can kind of relate to that, can't you?
1: I feel like if he looked like a beast, he would just he would be a certain type, like a Brock Lesnar type guy, you know. And he he's obviously not a model, but there's plenty of chicks that want to fuck Brock Lesnar. Yeah, but
0: this is a, a three hundred year old story, so it's he's a guy that he's a guy. He's like it's just like when you learn like the old lady creepy old lady down the street is actually uh, not as creepy as you thought. She's kind of a nice lady, or she turned yeah. out to be a creepy old lady who was hiding dead bodies in the basement. <laughs> One of those two things. It's an allegory. Go to you know you shouldn't go to the movie anymore. You got to read up, read up a little bit before, before you go. I want the one this.
1: where the handsome guy fucks an ugly chick. Why don't they do that? Uh, I just no one no one it. that. Would it. not that wouldn't happen.
0: What they do is they have the girl who like they pretend is ugly, like in the high school movie. Yeah, and they take her glasses off and it turns out she's a model. <laughs> like she has like braces and like glasses, and they take her off her braces and glasses, and she's like. I a think mom. she
1: often looks hotter with the glasses and ponytail.
0: Oh yeah, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> The black swan. The black swan is always like a model. They turn out the actress. Yeah. All right. So clearly, you and I are not audience for and the Beast. Uh, I know you're going. I won't be going. Let me know how it is. Okay. Give it a good. Give it a good. Give it a good thumbs up on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Can you still bet on movie opening um, box office? Yeah, I don't think they office. have that anymore. I think they found out to be illegal. I think no. that went the way of
0: uh, what was the gamb- the football gambling site. Uh, I don't know the draft, ki- draft Kings and all that stuff, and they suit started suing everybody. Oh, right, right. where they pretending it was just the game and gaming, and not the gambling and gaming? Right, right, right. <laughs> Matt, let me ask you. Uh, I have a new segment this week starring you. This is your big
1: week. Trigger warnings coming out. Yeah, this is your big. You could be up for a Grammy. About Trigger it, warning already. up to up to uh, triple digits in sales.
0: They give uh, isn't the Grammys for comedy albums just given out to like Amy Schumer every year? Does that, does she get, they still give that out I know they just don't they don't tell they don't broadcast it anymore but right they still got like best comedy album best like jazz album best like spoken word album it's
1: probably some comedian that no one's ever heard of who performs in fucking Tin Pan Alley or cruise, something cruise ship, the
0: cruise ship guy yeah. something like that
1: I, I just think they give the word to Amy Schumer
0: uh, so the statement this week last week went really bad we had a 10 year old on her swearing a lot I can tell you that her mom was not happy <laughs> did she listen to it yeah yeah Mom, mom and grandma were not happy with that. Uh, this week, uh, Snapchat went IPO. Snapchat, um, Brian uses Snapchat a lot. So <laughs> <laughs> I never quite understood Snapchat. The only thing I ever understood about Snapchat, and you're going to explain this in a minute, is that when you're, the idea of it was that your, your conversations would disappear. Mm-hmm. And so it was really great to like, hide, shift people. But then it turned out that your conversations didn't disappear. So after like, the one feature it had didn't seem to work, I never really understood what it, happened was, they didn't they didn't actually they were like cached or something yes okay. it was very easy for people to see and then also they kind of realized well I'm stealing your segment now but they also kind of realized that the whole reason girls are on social media is to get attention <laughs> so they actually don't want their embarrassing shit to disappear
1: right. they want it
0: to stay around and be they get lots of views so there's really no other than the, the, if you're plotting your parents murder there's really no particular re- thing you could do on social media that you'd want erased because even the most humiliating things you really want on there Right. So, uh, so this segment, Matt, is called. Now that we prepped you, it's called. Matt does a horrible job explaining why Snapchat is worth twenty four billion dollars. <laughs> you know nothing about Snapchat. I can tell clearly. So, how did this become the biggest tech IPO, like second biggest ever? I think. How does Snapchat become such a
1: huge fucking thing? I don't know, because you you did surprise me with this, and I've done no research on it. It's not I something you off the cuff. I this is your care off the, about whatsoever. This
0: is, exactly, uh, <laughs> this is your off-the-cuff. This is your gut reaction. This so is- I'm
1: going to say there's there's kind of a bubble right now with uh, tech um, companies, with, with social media companies. And so you know the big ones are instagram and and uh facebook and twitter's kind of dying thank god i hope it's fucking gone soon um but this is one that is popular among young people because um it's hard to use yes yes i've used it i i deleted it because it was fucking (laughs) horrible waste of time um but just very difficult to like like annoying like if you don't uh, if you want to send a text it's it's somewhat liberating to be able to pick up your phone type i'll meet you there at six and that's it this you got to go through a labyrinth of different mazes and features
0: i think it's intensely designed so anyone over 25 can't use it
1: i think so too because i i'm a kind of not that great with technology no. never never got the basics growing up in the ak uh, never never learned the 101 and and it's been an uphill battle ever since um you still use that flow chart to program the VCR? <laughs> <laughs> Step one,
0: uh, <laughs> find but, the channel you wish to record.
1: You know, they're, they're thinking that since it has this smaller, um, loyal fan base that that's going to grow proportionately. It's gambling, right? I mean, people are gambling. They, they offered it. It went twice what they even projected at the high end, Right. So people want a piece of it because they think if it becomes the next Twitter, then that's going to be. But how much is it? Forty. Twenty four billion. Twenty four billion dollars. That's fucking insane. That it's, is it's insane. not even worth one billion
0: dollars. Well, funny you should mention a billion dollars because that's how much money it's lost so far since it started. <laughs> it's actually lost. It lost six hundred million dollars last year. Now, granted, they spent a lot of that money making it bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. But operationally, it actually lost between what it took in, which it takes in very little revenue. Because they don't really have a lot of revenue sources because it's basically free for most people. So they sell some shit, but it's costs them a lot more to operate it. Like for,
1: bandwidth and shit. Too, yeah, right? and signing people
0: up and marketing and all the other stuff and paying people to be part, celebrities to be part of it, all that stuff to get people on it. So what they did, I guess you could say it was smart because now they got $24 billion, but they just spent all their money making Snapchat huge. I'm a, okay. Even though it, it wasn't worth anything. But it is where, it is. Snapchat is where teen girls are. So, where, how do you re- if you're selling shit to teen girls, who are, by the way, the easiest and largest consumer base you will ever find your, find, find anywhere, everybody wants to reach teenage girls.
1: How do they have so much money?
0: They have their parents' money. I morning. never had any money as a teenager. That so you weren't a teenage girl, or maybe you were, I don't know. <laughs> they, uh, they, have a, they have their parents' credit cards and they buy shit based on what other people tell them to buy. Uh-huh. So, they're a massive consumer market and they're easily influenced. Right. But they don't watch TV anymore. They don't listen to the radio anymore, and they don't flip through magazines anymore. So where do you where do you, you know where do you find them? You find them on Snapchat or Instagram. That's where they are all day long for so, YouTube.
1: So the geniuses over at Wall Street Journal, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. This is their thought process. These uh, twelve, thirteen year old girls who are using Snapchat will turn into lifelong Snapchat users once they hit forty and own their own business. They're still going to be. Uh, looking Actually, at people's stories on Snapchat.
0: Brah, I don't know. I'm looking at you ever see, you ever look at your Facebook feed and see what the like 30 or 40 year old ladies are, are doing? Yeah, they're but they're
1: like still acting like teenagers. But the platform is like, uh, you know, you can throw that away. L- let me make a just a, uh, a bold prediction. Please, this is your segment. Almost nobody who uses Snapchat invests in the stock market. So that's correct. this is old people going making a call to their uh, you know college age daughter. What are the kids into? Okay, buy some of that.
0: I think that's a big part. I think perception is a big part of it. But it's and it's also the, it's also the perception that we don't know how to reach teenagers anymore. Mm-hmm. Like if we're Maybelline or we sell five billion dollars of cosmetics and we do a billion dollars in advertising, we have no idea where to advertise anymore. So we have to go to Snapchat. And so it's sort of it's a sort of self fulfilling prophecy which is like they don't the people spending the money don't know what to do either so they're the same as the investors who hear how cool Snapchat is mm-hmm. so they now start spending a shitload of money advertising on Snapchat because they don't know what else to do I mean they literally don't know where else to reach these girls who are going to buy their makeup for the next 40 years
1: but it isn't oh, sorry go ahead no that's
0: okay but I mean, think that's I mean, none of this has happened yet but that's sort of the thing is like there's all this t- money that used to go into TV advertising that now has to go somewhere else or magazine advertising has to go somewhere else because there's the same number of girls buying the same amount of shit and you got to convince them to buy your shit, and it has to go The money has to go somewhere, and so people are thinking like, "Fuck okay, it, I don't know where else it goes, but Snapchat or Instagram or Facebook or wherever, So we're going to spend big there, right? It's it's not proven that it works at all. There's no proof that it works, but they have a five. Maybelline has like a six hundred million dollar spending budget every year for advertising, and they got to put the money somewhere.
1: But uh, aren't there a few problems? Number one, not to dwell on that, the uh, the product sucks. Yes. Uh, so there's that. You I mean, this isn't.
0: You just can't figure it out. You're already like the old cranky guy. I can't figure no, out. Technology. I can figure
1: it out, but it's not. It, it's, like if you think it's cool, that's. But it, it's not really proprietary. It's not Bose. You know, this isn't a, a, a fucking Tesla. You know, this is a, a, a stupid thing. There will that be makes something.
0: There will be something else that comes along next year that's better. Yeah, but uh, it takes a while to get this number of to get this number of but people. Also, on
1: but mostly, the people on Snapchat, they're like, dude, Twitter's so yesterday. It's yeah. so lame. Um, so they got on Snapchat because it Is was. Is that your just, impression of a teenager? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounded kind of like myself. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. They got on it because it was cool, indie, different, new. Once well, the, the girls—they go where
0: the girls are, right? That's where the girls move to.
1: Yeah. Well, because it's a cool. It's it's like a. It's like liking a band that no one knows about, and then once they go mainstream, you know, an IPO. Uh, that they lose that cachet i i hope it fails like really really i i'm i'm hating if it fails
0: it. it'll fail like facebook is declining right? i hope
1: everyone that invests in it loses all their money and their kids don't go to college really yeah wow even evan
0: spiegel who by the way i figure ipo night that's the night he got anal up. Miranda kerr right that's the one night you gotta ask for <laughs> that's the one night you ask for anal right when you I've, just made when you just made yourself 8 billion dollars or whatever, that's that's tonight, right? Yes, guess. She I can't say no. I don't know
1: the protocol. She's like, look, like, look
0: like, baby, I just made 8 billion dollars. How about with tonight we do that special thing? If I had thing? 8
1: billion dollars, I'd be like, do whatever you want or else I, I will literally just call I will have a new girlfriend sent to my room. Uh, well, that's the implied threat of making 8 billion dollars, I think. Yeah. It's like, "Honey, I just made 8 billion dollars." How about we do that thing we talked about?
0: <laughs> no, all right. Well, listen, I gotta grab my Tesla, and, head out, <laughs> and I'll be back in three days. So I think it's sort—I of, think it's sort of implied there. I, I don't. Here's the thing about Snapchat. Like I said, it's like it's so big now that even like so Facebook's declining in numbers, but it's declining from like 600 million users, yeah, slowly. So in five years from now, when it's really declined, it'll still have 400 million feel, 400 million people using it, yeah, and that's all worth a lot of money. So the decline from like an 80 billion dollar company to like nothing takes. 50, 50 years. Yeah, yeah. So in 10 years, it's still be worth a lot. So even if Snapchat doesn't catch on, it doesn't, starts to fade a little bit, even five years from now, it's still going to be worth a lot of money. Maybe 20 years from now, it's gone. But it's still a, it's still a good bet, I think. I think just you go, anything you can, what I've learned in business is anything you can create that teenage girls like, makes you money. That's just the easiest way. That's just the easiest way to make it. I don't care if Justin Bieber or some crappy fucking product or an acne cream or whatever it is. If you can
1: sell to teenage girls, you're going to make. Why don't adults over. get our own like radio stations? Then, like, I understand teenage girls like Justin Bieber. Why the fuck do I have to listen to it?
0: Uh, because old people don't listen, to, don't consume entertainment nearly as much as, as young people do. They consume. They well, just like consume. the DJ on
1: the radio is like a forty-year-old
0: guy. Like, wh- wh- where's the disconnect here?
1: No, but he's Ryan
0: Seacrest, and he looks like he's twenty, trying to act like he's fifteen. <laughs> they, always, they When you see him, it's always disappointing, right? They're always old guys, right? But they always have the young voice. and so They do the hip talk. Like, now we're talking to 21 Pilots or whatever the hell it is. And, like, now we're talking to the chain smokers. All right, hey, guys, what's it like being on the road at 20 or whatever? And, like, oh, yeah, that's so cool. And they're, like, 60. The guy's, like, 60. It's just, it's, it's really creepy when you see it. Like, I, I told you, one of the most disappointing times in my life was seeing Tom Lycus
1: <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, that's rough.
0: That was, that was so that was so visually disappointing to me. I don't know. I just, I pictured, like, Brock Lesnar with, like, a suave. Tuxedo on with a girl on each arm. Or something. Yeah, <laughs> he, even
1: like a, even if he's kind of chubby, you know, maybe he's got the the yeah. beer gut, but you know the the, the, the biceps yeah. st- still are there. No, look, no, this is like fucking.
0: You look a lot like <laughs> you yeah. look a lot like Elton John. <laughs> it, was just, it was how disappointing after after all that turning your headlights on for tits.
1: It was almost um, one of the first times I've I've. Considered someone to be a zero on a scale of one to ten. Oh, that's rough, man. Uh, you're a hater now. We're moving on.
0: Hey, Matt, let me ask you. I know you do not like old people. Uh, even though you have the technology skills of an 85-year-old, uh, you don't like anyone over 40, I believe. You don't trust anyone I'm over 40. I'm not a
1: huge fan, you know. Um, it's hard to like old people, I think, isn't it? It is. They, in, pers- they, in person. They smell weird. Um, mm. They think that what they're saying is somehow interesting, even though it's, it, you know, they they have this pretension about them that, that, uh, they're telling it like, well, when I was a kid, it's like, yeah, alright, like 10 years ago, fucking gas was cheaper. Like, yes. so what, motherfucker? <laughs> what, what do you got? Like, you're not dropping any knowledge on me. Here's my feeling about old people is like,
0: Uh, everyone makes fun of them, but at some point everyone will be exactly like them. (laughs) There's just no... You can't escape it. It's just like saying like, oh, look at that baby. It's crying again. Just like every (laughs) other fucking baby. People just like babies. There's like certain stages of your life you just can't help but be like... In fact, babies all look alike. That's like old people look alike. Yeah, They all kind of look alike. I think at the beginning of your life, the end of your life, you just look alike
1: and you act alike and you can't stop it from happening. The only old guy I like and old women, I, I I don't like that much. But if they're if they're alcoholics, I find them pretty cool. Yeah, that's if funny. If they've gotten real baddie and the, and they just get get shit faced on Jen, um, I like the pervert old guy a lot. I like that guy. Oh, you mean like the president? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, but I don't, I was, my second part of that and over might be fucking his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My second part of that was I don't like the racist old guy. So he's kind of, yes. he's kind of a composite of those two.
0: Well, I always feel bad for a racist old guy because I always feel like, you know, 80 years ago, everything he said was perfectly acceptable. <laughs> and like, it's really hard. As you know, now having a few years on you. It's really hard to change habits from when you were a teenager. So I still up, listen
1: to the same music.
0: Yeah. Coming up, you sort of, I mean, by the time you're 15, you're kind of set in life. And you imagine like, you know, things that you're 15 and then when you're 70, you, find, oh, you turn around you're 75 and all the shit you, you thought you liked and was cool is now just makes you an old idiot racist dude. I mean, it's just like yeah. or whatever it is, or sexist or out of tune, out of touch. You're going to watch CBS at night. You're watching like all the police shows on CBS and thinking, <laughs> thinking they're
1: awesome. It really sounds horrible. I want to kill myself. All like the, yeah. All the procedurals. Like, how is the show... You could just watch a movie, and the production value would be so much better. I talked to
0: a guy uh, who actually involved in this business, and he tells me most people who watch CBS just watch because they don't want to change the channel. Mm-hmm. They're actually too lazy. They're older, and they just don't want to find the remote and change the channel. <laughs> so they actually will sit through like, all three hours of primetime TV on CBS. Because they watch one show and they just don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally like some sort of catatonia. they going to
1: come out with like a class action lawsuit, like CBS paid off all the nursing homes. To, <laughs> to and you just... can't tell...
0: By the way, I guarantee you anyone anyone of the age of watching CBS can't tell you what show they're watching at that moment. <laughs> There's like 10 shows that are all the same. There's no way they know which show they're watching exactly. They're all, oh, this, they might know this one with Tom Selleck or something like that, right. but they don't, know, they don't know the names of this That's show. That's when
1: you start saying shit like, yeah, uh, Shoe Pack. You, you, can't, um, you, you can't pronounce anyone's name anymore. Yes, it's always yes. wrong. It's yes. not Nicholas Cage. It's like Oliver Cage for You're some stu- reason. You become,
0: you become increasingly stubborn. So let me tell you who's very stubborn. Harrison Ford's a stubborn motherfucker. So Harrison Ford seems like the most dangerous person to operate a motor vehicle these He's days. He's real surly. He, see, uh, he at least seems to, to be really surly He's an older guy, I think he's 70s now uh, He kept breaking his bones On filming the latest Star Wars movie So they, they killed him off I'm not really sure they were going to kill him off in the movie originally Han Solo But then he just started becoming such a huge, old, cranky pain in the ass on the set They're like, yeah, here's the uh, script update Yeah, you died You're, You're gone I think he doesn't need the money, so he doesn't give a shit Alright, I'm dead, whatever uh, but somehow he's always, I've told you before, he almost hit me with this car several times in Santa Monica. <laughs> and everyone I know has a story about almost being hit by him in the car. And now a lot of people have stories about almost being hit by him in an airplane. Because he seems to crash land his airplane a lot or land on the active runways at wrong airports. It's almost
1: like, you know, in Braveheart, when he, uh, he kills like 600 people and he's got the three scratches on his face, like yes. the sword... Uh, how is Harrison Ford still alive with this many close calls?
0: Well, he seems to mostly be injuring other... He always ends up in those accidents where he has a slight trickle of blood on his forehead.
1: <laughs> and there's like three or four really badly injured people beneath his vehicle. See, I would get in accidents like that if I was guaranteed that I would only have like the, the trickle of blood on the forehead.
0: Well, that was like when he landed on the golf course by accident. Or when he he always has like the trickle of blood. He's being treated at the hospital. Meanwhile, there's like three guys with golfers <laughs> on the ground with like bent clubs <laughs> and shit like that. Ambulance is coming. So here's the thing. So he's an older guy. And then, so this week, uh, yesterday, he was spotted taking out a, a helicopter by himself, just flying a helicopter over L.A. Like he just oh whatever. Like I've been in 17 accidents and airplane and motor vehicle accidents. I'll just uh, grab a helicopter and start flying around. I'm sure he has a license, Damn. isn't he? Like. 10 times more dangerous than any, like, guy from one of the six-band countries? <laughs> like, <laughs> <a terrorist. laughs> yeah. who's more likely to kill people in L.A., right? Harrison Ford in a fucking helicopter with his bad vision and, and,
1: and imbalance whatever the hell he has or some guy named Ahmed from, like, a... From, from, and he's, from, like, a noted drunk and pothead. Yeah. I mean, clearly, if you had to bet, he's been under the influence on one of these he, mishaps. He certainly, it certainly seems like either that or just teetering
0: and old. I mean, at some point, like, so in California, they've always tried. I know they try to get rid of old people. It was a time when old people kept killing, driving over people. And I think it still happens, but there are a lot. There were like a series of three or four bad accidents in a row where like someone in their 80s was like. They always confuse the gas pedal from the brake pedal, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is the only way to really badly kill people from the park position in a car. If you're starting from park, the only way you can really fuck up badly is by mistaking the gas pedal from the brake pedal.
1: I mean, now that I think about it, that you say that. They are right next to each other. <laughs> yes. I, mean, I guess I could see how. I mean, I've never done it. It seems pretty clear because you push the brake yes. and it stops the car. Yeah. Uh, even when you're parked, you can feel it. Um... Well, they have to be close for your fo- the same foot to operate both pedals.
0: And you think after 60 years of driving, you probably get pretty used. To, you get pretty used to it. Like after a year, it seems weird when you first learn how to drive. Right. And then about a month or two into, it, you don't never never notice it again. So after 60 years of driving, you think your foot's probably pretty used to doing it. Yeah. Well, the first thing old people do when they get in these accidents is always say like, I pushed a brake and the car went forward <laughs> they, always, they always say the same fucking thing like oh well, was it a Buick because I heard Buicks do that that's what like, like Chevy it must have been a Chevy because uh, uh, I heard about that yeah it's happening right, and they always right. push the wrong pedal and then, by the way when it, doesn't, like, when it doesn't go forward they'll hit it harder so if it's a break, they'll push it harder with the gas pedal to push it harder. Yeah, which is how they go through the front and front end restaurants. Like that, that
1: happened at a place near my house, Baby Blues Barbecue on uh, Santa Monica Boulevard. I like Baby Blues, shout out! Yeah, go there. My friend Danny Fisher owns it. it's a good place. Um, but there was a guy in their parking lot. So the bar, sort of, if you nice. picture a bar and then a wall behind a bar, an outside wall, and it was the same thing. A guy went to park. He was yep. old. And he rammed through the building at like a hundred miles. I don't even know yes. how it's possible from just two feet without a, star- a running start. Yeah, from a start position, he must have just been fucking mashing that thing into the into the metal.
0: They've actually started putting up like uh, barriers, like those uh, terrorist barriers, in front of places where old people shop and stuff like that, <laughs> just so they won't crash through the front door, fr- front window. Front oh like
1: on the promenade in Santa Monica. Yeah, for just example. so you can't.
0: Well, they, some guy because yeah, because the guy killed 12, uh, eleven people. There are injured. Th- Killed three and injured eight badly at a farmer's market, just plowed through four blocks, went four blocks, and he kept pushing the brake harder and harder, only he was pushing the gas pedal harder and harder, and just went four blocks and just swept people up in the air like in the movie. And then
1: it's a situation where, the you know, clearly the guy didn't do it on purpose. No. Although, would be an yes. easy way to get away with it. <laughs> yes. But, you know, he's all confused. He's like, oh, and then you're like, you, you feel bad for him, but you're still just like, what a fucking dick
0: Yes And so all these people die And there's an old guy Who's way too old to be driving And then someone proposes A legislation saying Hey maybe we should uh, Check people over 75 To see if they know The difference between The gas pedal and the brake pedal Yeah And then ARP And everyone else comes in And the lobby And the political lobby And by the way Old people have Oh I don't know 30 times the influence Of young people in politics <laughs> Because they vote In every single fucking election Yeah they ain't got Whereas, Shit else to do young know, people Just protest and never did vote Did you vote today? Uh, I did not vote today But I can guarantee you probably 90% of people over the age of 70 voted today <laughs> okay. uh, I was involved in politics so I can tell you everyone who ever came to any political event or a polling place or like that was over, was a senior citizen oh, yeah. about 95% of them uh, and so they kill all the they, AARP they kill all this legislation so old people get to keep driving without having to even take driver's tests or vi- vision Wait, tests what, is, what the fuck what is the AARP
1: uh, it's they a, have a Magazine? magazine?
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, anyone over 55 can belo- uh, belong Who to it. Who joins
1: air. a fucking union of old people? <laughs> you get. you they well,
0: sign you up automatically? Well, no, but you get, uh, for not much money, you get huge. Because all the businesses want to work with old people, uh-huh. you get huge discounts to places. Oh, okay. So you get, like, you know, when you go to Denny's, you get. It's like a military discount, basically, everywhere you go. So you get like 10% off your bill at like all sorts of, not just out-of-the-way places, but huge chains, hotel chains, restaurants, all oh, that kind of stuff. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because they got like 30 million consumers in their group. They hold, a lot of, they hold a lot of sway, which is why Harrison Ford will never lose his fucking license until he kills you. So it's going to take him Helicopter land, going through like an elementary school. This helicopter, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Vic Morrow, like from you know from the Twilight Zone, chopping off some and yeah. kids. Oh man! Uh, I mean, literally, you gotta be able to take the license away from this guy. But there he is, like going up in the helicopter, which seems. I mean, put him in a kitty, give him a bicycle or a moped or well, something. What makes like
1: it that. even more frightening with him uh, is the bravado. Like yes. I, saw, I saw a photo. I, I don't know if you sent it to me, but. When he was taking his helicopter out, and he was like doing the inspection checkpoint, he was yes. at one point holding on to the tail, like in a pull-up position, to look at something. I don't know if he was actually doing anything, um, but he clearly thinks he's a badass because yes. he can fly. Yes. And when you combine badass with uh, speed, yes, and and uh, cool, uh, you know, instruments and uh, you know, uh, fancy flying and driving machines. Bad shit happened. It's no different than a 16-year-old in a Mustang at this point. No, and
0: I assume because of the way electronics work on an aircraft now, it's not like in the old days we had to really be strong to operate an aircraft. Like, it was really physically, physically taxing. Yeah. Like, a car now, you can take out, like, an, a 5,000-pound SUV now. And and really maneuver it with your pinky, right? Right? You right. like that's all the ladies. You still the little tiny ladies, and they're driving like a massive SUV, and they're like driving with one finger.
1: Yeah, like, people don't know. You used to be able to, you know, without power steering, you'd really have to put yes, your arms into that yes. thing. man. You couldn't drive a truck, and like in the '70s, you couldn't drive a truck if you were like
0: <laughs> a, a five foot tall, ninety pound woman. There's just no way you could actually do it. You have to need the gear. You have to have one arm on the gear shift and the thing, like motoring the the, the thing. And the airplanes in the same way, you had to like work the throttle and all that kind of shit. You have to be very physically. You know, capable to out- operate an airplane, but now you can probably use, it's all computerized. Yeah. So now he's fucking, right now Harrison Ford is circling over us in a fucking helicopter thinking he's in like an Afghanistan and he's like going to start dropping shit. Yeah, he's
1: too old, man. I mean, you just get less sharp. You just get way less sharp as you, as you get older. In
0: the very least, I think there should be a te- some kind of test, a flying slash driver's test for him in his fucking Tesla where like he has to do some reasonable hospital course in some certain amount of time and, and while well, he's high <laughs> just trying try to finish that thing off because I'm really actually when I saw him take off the helicopter my first thought was like he's just gonna helicopter into somebody and kill him in a really horrible in a really horrible way and everyone's gonna say what are they gonna say when it happens oh not Harrison Ford the guy from Star Wars how'd that happen we love that guy
1: yeah and where's the liability like um, there's a lot of examples of, like I was in Hawaii recently and a guy was doing a thing where he had a, like a surfboard strapped to his feet and he had a big kite, like a parachute. Ooh, that sounds cool. And I was like, fuck yeah, I want to do that. So I called the place that rents them and they're like, do you have any experience in this? And I go, yeah, I, I, I do it all the time. I barely even know how to swim, you know? And uh, <laughs> and they were like, uh, I think they could kind of tell like something yeah. was off. And they're like, uh, no, uh, we, we don't rent that to people that don't know what they're doing because they're going to fucking kill themselves. And by the way, you're... Thank thank you for, for doing that, by the way, because they would have given me that shit, and and I would have fucking flipped upside down in the water and drowned. You but know what, I'm, though?
0: Can I tell you what it really happened there? They were looking for a $20 bill from you. Because <laughs> for $20, <laughs> they would have easily looked the other way and let I'm you sure. drown. I'm sure they would have. <laughs> that motherfucker said he was really experienced. I don't know what happened. I'm sorry he's dead. Here's your uh, $2 Dude, you go to your- the
1: fucking you know, uh, oceanfront in San Diego, they, they got that little simulated half pipe you gotta you gotta take a training course I'm just saying like we're so paranoid yes. with shit everything is so regulated in terms of what you can oh, no, you I think do you will that. notice
0: if you are a vacation overseas or down like in the islands or Mexico they will give you whatever the fuck you want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you go to Mexico, like, oh, you want to go spear fishing? Yeah, here's a fucking harpoon. You take the boat out. You know, for 30 bucks you can take the boat, take the spears. Here's some poison darts. Right,
1: but in the U.S., here's U- some beer. Here's some beer. In the U.S., <laughs> in California, as you're park, trying to park on Fountain and looking at the sign, is it 659 or 7? I'm not yes. sure. There's an old ass man sailing a fucking helicopter <laughs> yes. over your fucking vehicle at yes. the same time. Harrison Ford is going to kill someone. You heard it here first. I hope it's not us. That would be very. Very ironic.
0: Uh, Matt, let me ask you, I got an email from Reed. Uh, I know this whole fat thing has really bothered you. Fat models really keep you up late at night for various reasons. Uh, <laughs> Reed wants to know, when will the fat models shut the fuck up and admit they're being carried for politics? I think you and I both know. Good question, Reed. Uh, this whole thing with fat models is just a perverse social political trend and it has nothing to do with... No, there's no evidence that tastes... And the viewership has changed whatsoever from the skinny hot models. Nor will it ever. Nor will it ever. I mean, there'll be some people who, just for like to empower these ladies, might buy something from them to like, you know, pretend to be their fans. But in terms of what the dudes are looking at and what the, even the, what the women are looking at, they're still 99% going to be the hot, skinny women. So we have to, just like with the gay Disney movies, this has to be something that's just being done for political purposes. Like SI putting like six chunky women in the SI swimsuit edition and calling it the. Bodies of the diversity or whatever the fuck it is, mm-hmm. that's not done. That's not done because they want to get more viewers or they want to round round out greater con- swimsuit content, right? That's done just for social political reasons, which I think we understand. But when are the women gonna? When are the women involved? just gonna understand that?
1: I don't think they understand it. Really, you think it's like beyond? You think they really think like they're creating this? They're like on the cutting edge of a new social movement. I just think they think they were. Like diplomatically, meritocratically selected as the, the best model.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> well, they're, they're mostly attractive women, right? They're usually attractive women that are just fat. So they, were attra- they are attractive women. And they probably, as opposed to like unattractive women, probably in their life experience or high school and college, guys hitting on them. Because mm-hmm. even when you're even when you're chunky, and that doesn't stop guys from hitting on you when you're good looking in college. Oh, or dude, high if you
1: got the good looking face, if, yeah. if you're drunk, you're all over that.
0: Yeah. So these are women who are used to getting attention for their for their looks. They just happen to have just eat way too much food. <laughs> eat way too much food. Yeah. And now they've actually worked themselves into the into a case where their 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 social message slash civil right just happens to coincide with the fact that you should be allowed to eat, eat as much food as you want and still be in, in magazines. Well,
1: I mean, isn't it? I mean, to be fair, I don't know that they're eating, you know, racks of ribs. I, I think it's probably just that they're bigger girls by nature. Wow, Matt, this is very understanding of you. Well, I think, yeah, there are people well, who Well, it doesn't have, mean they should be models. Well, I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, I think they, they probably don't have the metabolism of the slender girls. But also, let's face it, the slender girls are starving the shit out of themselves. Yeah. Because this girl, Mia Kang, so Mia Kang was an SI, and she noted how she was an obese child. And then a doctor, she was grew up in Korea... And a doctor came to her and said, oh, Mia, you're going to get diabetes and die, which scared her a little bit. And so she starved herself. And after she starved herself into skinny and started becoming a fitness addict, she noticed that she got modeling jobs and boys started asking her on dates. Mm-hmm. This, is her, this is her horror story, but it sounded pretty good to me. It sounded, <laughs> like, it, sounded like, it sounded like exactly what you want. Like, wait a minute, you started getting modeling gigs and all the guys in school were asking you out on dates? Oh, that sounds fucking, that sounds horrible. Yeah, you don't want to starve yourself, but you want to sort of like... Approximate starvation. You want to get close. You want to you want to edge up to that line of starvation.
1: Yeah, it reminds me of kind of like when I was a sophomore in high school, and I I realized, uh, oh, maybe I should uh, try and put on some muscle. Uh, you know, since chicks maybe don't like uh, emaciated looking. I mean, how is that any different? Like you, you kind of adapt right. to to. By the
0: way, I'm sorry you never
1: went through with that. <laughs>
0: that's, <laughs> that's clear. Uh, no, but it's like what? What are like? Look at football players. What the hell are football players put themselves through physically? Right? A lot more than a lot more. They don't. They they fucking eat all the GNC crap. They work out six hours a day. They take steroids to make their muscles bigger. That fuck them. Fuck them over forever. They smash heads against one another and get brain concussions. I mean, certain jobs come with certain physical demands that it can be really grueling. Yeah. And one of the jobs of models is to be, especially when they get to be a little older, because they're not their metabolism slows down. It's just to starve themselves and chain smoke cigarettes. Well, yeah,
1: because, I mean, as an ancillary benefit of, um, you know, Tom Brady, for example, training really hard and, uh, and, and having a, a perfect diet and taking great care of his body, um, when he goes to a club, he gets to meet a uh, Victoria's Secret supermodel. Yes. Um, whereas if he worked in a cubicle and was 30 pounds overweight... Maybe no no, Giselle he wouldn't have the the Giselle. so it kind yes. of works both ways doesn't it the uh, same with Giselle see if she had just let herself go she wouldn't be a Brazilian out in Sao mama. Paulo drinking yes. uh, drinking Brazilian beer she wouldn't uh, be with t- uh, Tom Brady well the whole point is that here's, a, here's what it was bothering me is that
0: these people are now gaining access to the media and to influence the people and again if you want to be heavier be heavier and if si wants to put you in the magazines as, as Heavy, but beautiful. Oh, they call it curvy. By the way, curvy. This whole, by the way, this entire argument about this whole social movement, if they change the word curvy to fat, which go away, it's overnight.
1: Like I, I, I consider them synonymous. I mean, a fat roll is a curve. the shape of a curve.
0: Yes. By the way, I also noted today that muscle is also curvy, but it actually takes work. <laughs> so fat, fat is like the curvy without the work. Uh, but if they want to have... If, if so if, if all these women are saying, I'm very proud. I'm proud of my curves. Yeah. No woman says I'm proud of my fat. So if they, right, just, right. Change, if they just force you to choose the word, or like, here's SI saying, like, here, we're exposing you to six fat women who you will find very empowered by. Yeah. It would, it would, the whole thing would go it's away. It's such
1: a euphemism, that, that, and it's, it's dishonest. Like, I didn't even pick up on it until real late, because I, when I pictured curvy, I thought, oh, you know, nice little, little rump on her, maybe a, a C-cup. I had no idea. It just meant a great big fat person. Yeah.
0: Well, at least a large person. So uh, Hunter McGrady, who was in SI as well, went to the. She's a large. She is, by the way. So she re- she's recognized as the curviest woman ever to appear in SI swimsuit. Is is it- are they measuring? <laughs> they have like, like no, just, infrared technology. But again, and you think like, oh wow, that, that's such an honor. But no, it just means you're the fattest person to be in SI. I don't. I don't quite understand, but she wore, so she went to the Radio Music Awards the other night and wore like a revealing lingerie, bare midriff lingerie outfit to the, to the, on the red carpet, and she looked like a woman who shouldn't be wearing that, and she, her whole point was like, people tell curvy women not to wear stuff like this, but fuck it, I'm going to empower myself tonight and, and wear what makes me feel sexy. Like, well, that's bullshit. Because that's not you're conforming to every. You're conforming to so many fucking social norms right now. That your hair, you spend hours on your hair. Your makeup's perfect. Your dress probably costs a lot of money. Your shoes probably cost a fortune. You did the makeup. Your PR people are out there. You're seen with the right people. You're doing all. You shave your legs. You shaved your pits. You spend a lot of time getting ready. The one thing you didn't do was like skip the sandwich right that's the one thing you didn't do right. so you're not a rebel you're just a person who's found one thing they can't control and their one thing they can't control or enjoy doing which is eating and not exercising and you've turned that into your civil right
1: right which just happens to be what what you already are
0: i, I mean I, if you're a if you're a hippie who doesn't wash and doesn't dress and wears Fucking burka, whatever, and you, sh- you don't have a hairy face, and you're going to show how women shouldn't be conditioned to the norms of the patriarchy, whatever. At least I have some respect for you because you're like kind of ruining your life over it. You're like <laughs> you're actually going to lose jobs, you're going to lose boyfriends, you're going to lose social status because of that. But to be like a to, to fit into all the beautiful woman shit, except for having a fucking beer gut, it doesn't seem to me like you're really making taking the stand.
1: No, especially when you know again. Uh, it, it would be one thing if uh we we're, we're just running out like I think all the ground has been broken like on instagram uh regrettably uh, uh, there's, uh, there's pizza i there there were instagram uh, models showing their their colostomy uh some kind of thing when you got to have a uh, so like they're breaking ground there i don't necessarily want to see it, but you know i respect i 'm not going to tell anyone what they can and can't do or post on Instagram or whatever um but we already had the first black uh, models quite a long time ago, right? First Hispanics, we're, we're out of shit. Okay, <laughs> we are.
0: Well, like so, I would separate. Like, say, Shannon Doherty's been showing her photos when she goes through chemo for cancer. To me, that's inspiring. To me, that's inspiring. Right? She's showing herself bald and all the ravages of chemo. Yeah. And to me, that's inspiring. Just to show the fact that you, the fact that you are overweight and still wearing revealing lingerie. Doesn't seem to be inspiring, and the and they, the the marketplace is bearing that out. That people are not inspired because even women are not buying those. They're not buying those products or rejecting it themselves. So it's It's just like the Disney ABC thing earlier. This is just another people who are pushing a political social messaging point of view and willing to lose money over it to suggest to you that. You know, overweight women are sexy, just as sexy as slender women.
1: I don't, and uh, yeah, I just don't get why more people don't make fun of them. You know, uh, well, you and I are doing our best. Yeah, we're trying. We're trying but the appropriate them. response when you see a pudgy chick wearing a, <laughs> an elaborate lingerie outfit yes. on a red carpet is is to point and laugh, and then construct yes. a series of jokes. Um, I mean, I think it'd be funny if like Jonah Hill uh, showed up dressed like The Rock. You know, it, it would be a similar comedic. Uh, well, that's
0: your point, right? That, fat, that, that, that Kevin James and John Goodman, all these fat guys in Hollywood, they can't wear like bare midriff outfits. Legitimately, we'd all laugh at them and make fun. Yeah, of them. Yeah, it'd be hilarious. We would all mock them. All the women who are empowered would, mock, all the feminists would mock them as well. It would be equally as funny as what this woman is doing. Yeah, but you're not allowed to laugh at it or look at. You're not allowed to look at it in a derogatory fashion to comment on I it. I say fuck
1: it. you. I mean, are you? Sure you're not allowed to. I mean, yeah, it's not going to be like covered on mainstream. Uh, news or like you know no one on Instagram is going to be posting about the inspiration of how great their joke was making fun of the fat chick <laughs> but the fact is still like and, and you, I would think be, they, you would be
0: let's put it this way like when when uh, Kate what's her face made the baron trump joke she was not she was fake punished by SNL yeah. but she didn't suffer any industry any industry or professional harm right? because she was making fun of trump if you made fun of the fat girl on the red carpet who wore revealing lingerie to empower women you would be actually. Uh, you would be affected. You would actually be affected by that commercial.
1: Potentially, yeah. I mean, it's still while still, ninety-five percent of people have the same response. They they are swaying a, a, a an amount of people into uh, believing in utter bullshit. Yes, I I agree.
0: Uh, by the way, do that. Take that shit at home. I like the, some of those guys like that. <laughs> you have seen the, you've seen the uh, uh, video. You've seen videos. I love these Where like the obese woman jumps on the man jumps on top of the man <laughs> like the face sitting shit or whatever it is no we're like some fetish guys have and they record it because they're, they're wearing some clothing uh, we're like they just like having fat women sit on them <laughs> like either on their chest or on their face and huh. like we will have like a large obese woman will just bounce on bounce just pile drive on top of them <laughs> with her big ass with their big gaping ass huh Hey, really, I don't. I can watch that all day long. That's,
1: that's, uh, I'm, not
0: order, I'm not ordering it up on uh, Pink Dot, but I'm just like saying that's be, it's become a
1: thing. I mean, super fat people have got to be less um, hygienic than thin people, right? There's a lot of skin to cover. The more skin you got to cover them, the, I think the more messy. Harder mess you to are. reach. They're eating more. They're probably shitting more. Yeah, I, I mean- look at
0: it like a house. If you have a small house, it's easy to keep it clean. <laughs> if you have a big house, people always ask say, "You want a big house?" I'm like, "No, I don't want a big house. you got to spend all day long cleaning it, yeah, you got a big body. You got a lot of skin. You got to clean all that skin. There's folds down there, man. That's it gets pretty bad. All right, I'm done with the fat jokes, man. I just want all I want women to do is say, like, here's a problem I always have. These people have a lot of followers. They got a lot. While well, it's a small percentage of the population, they have a huge media presence. And I think this whole message of like, it's okay, you should feel good to not only like, you should not feel bad about being fat, which you shouldn't feel bad, you should feel inspired to, to lose weight. But the whole idea yeah. that to accept the fact that, you're, that it's beautiful and, and equally as impressive to be unhealthy as it is to be healthy, that being unhealthy is healthy, that is a really dangerous message in a country that's way overwhelmed by obese people and, and diabetes. And I mean, that's where half our healthcare dollars go, right? I mean, it's because we have a fat epidemic in this country. Yeah. It seems to me like, you know, again, don't make people feel bad about it, but try to inspire them to be healthier, not to be remain unhealthy and feel proud of themselves.
1: Yeah, it would it would be like if someone uh, had a drinking problem, and and you just said, no, no, it's totally normal to drink an eighteen pack a day. You know, yeah, or if it, saying
0: smoking is actually relaxing, which it kind of is, like. It's okay to smoke. I find if that's what you want to do, smoke cigarettes. It's very relaxing. Right. <laughs> like nobody would get away with that shit anymore. By the way, speaking of Jonah Hill and smoking cigarettes, I saw him smoking cigarettes, so you know what that means. He's trying to lose weight for a role. <laughs> so does Don't that work? Me, yeah, it does work actually. Don't tell me, uh, Supermodel, uh, nicotine suppresses your appetite tr- tremendously. So don't tell me Supermodels is the only ones going through this shit. Poor Fat Jonah Hill on the on the fucking weight yo-yo, has to has to gorge himself with food and this fucking yeah. He's like money. a
1: fucking MMA guy at this point.
0: Uh, well, he put the he, he lost like sixty, put eighty back on. It's it's that's all. I
1: mean, long. he's he's got his walking around weight, but then he's got you know he's got to shed weight every yes three or four months. Speaking of a guy who keeps working, I'm just not sure, not sure why.
0: Uh, he's got good friends. All right, panties in a bunch, Matt. It's our final segment this week. What has my panties in a bunch? My uh, lovely uh, satin. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. Brian, stop looking at me like that. Um, <laughs> here's how it. So George Michael, I don't know if you know, Matt, George Michael died. Last year, by the way, last year, 2016, was a year of all famous people dying. Uh, famous people did not die in 2015 or in
1: <laughs> 2017. But for some reason, 2016 saw all famous people that people love die. They always come in threes. Like when, when 30 people die... Groups yes. of three, yes, because it's divisible by three. Yeah,
0: groups of three. Well, we had this conversation before, but I, I, we talked about this on Facebook. Everyone noted that last year was a really rough year for 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 their their uh, people they love, celebrities they love dying. As if it happens in a certain year, that was like I think it was Prince, and then you know George Michael. We're going to talk about it. other people, David Bowie. I think oh, this is the worst year. This is the worst year ever for like deaths. Yeah, it probably works out pretty much the same every year. Well, this is a bad year for like XM radio, but. I think what people really meant was Trump won, and I'm really upset. Oh no, these music artists died, I just remembered. So George Michael died. Uh, uh, you were a big fan of Wham, I know. Uh, I still don't think you communicated with Andrew Ridgely. But he became, you know, Andrew Ridgely, the other guy from Wham, became like an environmental nut. He's a surfer, like he sur- he's an international surfer, and he like goes to beaches and yells at people about polluting the beach.
1: That sounds pretty cool. Well, he's still alive, I'll tell you that. So, <laughs> Wait, Why did he fade away? I thought he was like the whole talent behind the operation. Uh,
0: I don't know. I mean, I guess he was kind of a, he was not uh, as commercially savvy as George Michael and not as corporate as George Michael was because he became like a radical environmentalist. Right. So I think he was a guy who actually had like, a guy who got famous and thought I could really change the world. Where George Michael said, "I can make, be famous and make a lot of money and sell lots of records." Making pop I respect
1: songs. that he didn't try and change the world through his music. Like he, <laughs> no. he didn't have like a Rage Against the Machine type of thing. He had sort of the most innocuous music ever. But
0: well, the, I don't think they were writing their music. So I think someone wrote it for them. So I think you just make the decision to stop ha- singing pop songs that other people write for you.
1: I thought he wrote. I thought that George Michael met him in high school and he was like a musical genius. Andrew Ridgeley. I don't
0: know, dude. I have to wiki this. I don't again. know much about. that like, Yes, you do. Yes, you totally do.
1: Well, that's so, a, that was my perspective. Now you're coming at me with all these. I don't know. I don't think he was. Facts. I don't think he was Dylan that
0: gave up gave up writing music. I think he was more like Britney Spears giving up music. <laughs> uh, Anyhow, George Michael's dead, Matt. So he died last December. Very pe- his his uh, boyfriend found him very peacefully in his estate in England.
1: Uh, so here's the thing: who's not peaceful when they're dead?
0: Uh, well, he died. in I mean, he well, didn't have
1: like stab wounds all yes, over him and shit, but he wasn't, I think well, you're equally peaceful when you're, when you're dead. It's uh, not like you guys, you still got some inner turmoil. Let's not be this, superficial.
0: As a short aside, I have a, 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 a cousin who's a funeral director and he gets called to the sites of uh dead, you know, where people have died and he has more than once rearranged, uh, people that were in com- bad compromising positions. <laughs>
1: Like an auto-erotic asphyxiation All shit like Yes,
0: exactly shit like that, so that their family don't have to know exactly how the person died.
1: I respect that. So
0: when someone says they died peacefully in their sleep, it could have been they were found in a closet with a belt around their neck and like <laughs> the little six, you know, six-year-old shoes, because it's <laughs> shoes of a six-year-old nearby. So I don't know. I mean, you know, there was time to prepare the body, let's say. Let's just say that famous people and rich people and, and, and royal people never die in compromised positions somehow, mm-hmm. but you have to leave half of them are. So they're they're being they're being moved about. Uh, so he was found peacefully by his by his boyfriend. Everyone knew like it was drugs and alcohol and stuff like that because they've seen him for the last twenty five years consuming drugs and alcohol and engaging in all sorts of risky behaviors. And he was in rehab several times. It wasn't like a, it wasn't it wasn't well publicized, but it wasn't a secret either. Right. In the last few years, he looked like shit. So they announced the coroner's report today said uh, that he died of natural causes. I know this is one of your pet peeves that <laughs> because they always insist that people die he died from a, he died from my heart disease really shitty heart just worn down heart it was enlarged and weak and muscles were bad and fatty liver liver just engorged with fat and like you know and cirrhosis but whatever clearly this was from drug and alcohol abuse yeah and clearly he's a really wealthy guy who probably had access to great doctors so it must have been really fucking bad <laughs> cuz it's not like he just like suddenly die of, uh, of like a bad heart and bad liver you have for the last several years he's been looked really sick you have symptoms for a long time yeah. but a lot of times they can't do anything about it because it's just so far gone because you fucked it up but so he, bad yeah
1: but he probably got a warning at some point like hey here's, here's what could happen if you don't
0: yeah and he probably kept doing it and he probably just looked one of those guys like I'm just going to die you know just like Nick Cage and like leaving Las Vegas yeah. I'm just going to keep drinking and doing drugs because I like it if I die I, if, I wake, if I die peacefully in my estate I die peacefully in my estate why must they insist? Why does the, the, the authorities and the media insist on reporting natural causes when it's clear that someone died of drugs and alcohol? It's always celebrities, and they always say natural causes.
1: Well, I think that it's a misconception. So I, I think natural causes just means there is no foul play. I think. Think I,
0: it's like a well. Anytime you die from a, a, an organ failing, it's it's natural causes,
1: right? Right. I would I would argue the only there's only one cause of death, and it is natural in that your heart ceases to keep yes. pumping blood. If you blood. get
0: shot, if you get shot, your heart stops, you die. Yeah, but no foul. Yes, there was no foul play, but it was like they won't say like someone died of drugs and alcohol. They never said print when Prince died. It was all about like, oh, he had a whatever they they say the flu. It seemed like he had a bad cold. They stopped at a hospital because he was really had a fever, whatever. Yeah, that's what killed him. It wasn't like the ten thousand Percocet tablets he was popping every day.
1: Um, yeah, it's in terms of it was almost like when uh, was it Patricia Arquette died, and this is someone who fancied not Patricia Arquette. This uh, is the, the tranny. What was it, Alexis? Yes, sorry. Patricia, uh,
0: Patricia's still alive, to say how Alexis should have want, should have been listed
1: at the Oscars, uh, Patricia, who right, <laughs> yes. right. was pregnant for no apparent reason in Boyhood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have one job as an actress, right? Don't, don't get knocked up. Um, You're still so sexist So Alexis Arquette thought she was this uh, activist type that was crusading. Um, about outing people who were gay, meanwhile, died of AIDS, kept it a secret. So yeah, and it wasn't reported. Hypocrisy.
0: And again, it wasn't reported when they when Alexis died. It was not. It was all reported. They played Ziggy Stardust and played play, played him out, and uh, it was never reported. Like uh, they died from complications of something at forty seven. Right. They don't say AIDS, and they don't say drugs and alcohol, which, by the way, are all preventable diseases. Yeah, they're not things that like just randomly attack you. I mean, consuming lots of you know drugs, heroin, and and cocaine for twenty or thirty years, or fucking having unprotected anal sex with dudes, or you know drinking fucking scotch every day will actually most likely kill you very young. Yeah, and isn't that the kind of thing we actually? I'm I'm not big on social messaging, as you know, but if we're really trying to stop kids from doing drugs and alcohol and unprotected anal sex. Uh, isn't the kind of thing like a death of a celebrity is the exact right moment, the teachable moment to bring that up? Like, George Michael had everything going for him. He was worth $200 million. He fucking had boyfriends. He had fucking Ferraris. And he was 53 and he killed him and he died. Isn't that the the teachable moment? Like, don't end up like fucking George Michael or Prince or all these other people?
1: Yeah, I mean, agreeing with you, but maybe just taking it a little different way. Like, I don't think you need to make some grand statement about it, but I think honesty is always a good policy and if, you know, maybe you could help. I mean, there's a huge prescription uh, drug epidemic in this country and um, people don't really know because it's, you know, they're legal and and they don't, they look harmless. You know, there's not like a needle. It's like you take three pills and that's a fucking, you know, a hefty bag of fucking heroin, you know. Um, So, yeah, I think just being honest and if you help a few people in the process, but lying, like, the guy's dead. Like, what are you no. trying to protect here?
0: I, I And plus, everyone kind of knows already. I mean, everyone in the media knows, and people were, were like, followed it knew that he was on in rehab and drugs and stuff like that. And same with Prince as well. But, like, why let it go that, like, oh, you can just randomly die, you know, when you're 47 or 52 or whatever else, and it just happens, when really there's actually a preventable reason behind it. This is where I, like, actually would like to see some, you know, it's not, and by the way, death is not a, a private matter. Right. It's a public matter. You get a certificate. There's a coroner's report. There's a, a report by the police. The whole thing happens. It's, it's meant to be a public affair so you can't hide that's why they list natural causes
1: it's almost to me like it it taints the guy's death a little bit because my first impulse when I see George Michael uh, you know natural cause I'm like oh bullshit what a fucking liar it's like he just fucking died like yeah it's not his fault but you you sort of project it onto the dead person as though you know you don't know that they necessarily were trying to cover up I mean you know obviously no one's no one's out doing uh, pills and open at the Super Bowl, but you know what I mean. You don't know that he would have been that ashamed of it or felt that it was there was a need to, to lie about
0: it. I like that lady who does the, uh, the the cigarette commercial with the big hole in her throat.
1: <laughs> One more of that lady. I don't like that. <laughs> I lady. love that lady.
0: Like, I
1: used to smoke ten packs of cigarettes a Can't day. Can't show a butt crack. But...
0: <laughs> no, the hole in the neck though. I like when I look at that. I think like fuck. I don't want that. I'm sure there's got to be at least one kid in this country saw that
1: commercial and just didn't do cigarettes because of that or maybe a thousand kids that's a good point it probably did it it probably measurably did save a life now you gotta you gotta factor in uh, how much TV time and and Mm -hmm. advertising dollars uh, what a life is worth because obviously there's a price what about
0: George Michael must have been in fucking tremendous pain for years with all this fucking disease he had in in his organs he must have suffered a lot before he died just a little live Facebook thing of that kind of shit to scare people off of uh, uh, the drugs and, and uh, everything else. Uh, by the way, I did assume it was AIDS when it first happened, but you know, give me a 50-50 on that one. That was that <laughs> was close. Come on, right, right. I the, thought it was
1: AIDS too. The, you know, the there was a guy that did this, um, which it was before my time. But Lloyd Braun, he played The King and I. He played no, um, not Lloyd
0: Braun. Lloyd Braun is the
1: uh, that's a fictional <laughs> character from Seinfeld. Who, uh, He's is. a
0: real character. He was ahead. He was ahead of Disney. He had a whale rock. And manages the Kardashians accounts. Oh, this is a different Lloyd Braun. <laughs> no, you're thinking, you're thinking of Yul Brynner.
1: Yeah, I yes. don't know.
0: Yul Brynner did all the cigarette underwear. <laughs> <I, I, laughs> Lloyd Braun.
1: So Yul Brynner, after he died,
0: I went to a baseball game with Lloyd Braun one time. That's all. Oh, I'm, oh, yeah? That's all I'm going to say. No, oh. I will say no more. But Yul Brynner, I never went to a baseball game with.
1: I don't think he went to baseball game. I don't even know. He played the uh, on Broadway for a long time. Yes. But after he and died, the
0: Magnificent uh, Seven.
1: He. Uh, it was weird because he lived a life of whoring and, and excess and drinking and smoking. But he came out with an ad that he taped before he died that was like... To play
0: when he died, to play I, upon his passing. Yes. I'm
1: dead now. Yes. Uh, I smoke, smoke cigarettes. You. and they ca- That's a cool thing to
0: do. I, I agree with that. So well, like a George Michael, maybe like with a cocktail in one hand, like a syringe in the other some dude behind him bending him over a couch. So I'm like, I engaged in all sorts of high-risk activities. Now I'm dead. Don't do don't do do not any of this shit. Like, swing his right hand around. Don't do any of this shit if you want to, if you want to live. Right. Something like that. That's, that's the only PSA I think what might actually work. Matt, you have something you wish to pimp and promote on the show besides Trigger Warning. Out now. Is that out now? Trigger Warning. Can out I buy now. that now? What if I'm overseas? Can I buy that in Italy?
1: Yeah, I think you just go on uh, iTunes or Amazon and you can buy it. Uh, Are you
0: blacklisted anywhere? Is there certain countries where it can't be sold? China? Can I get in China?
1: Not as of yet. I hope someone blacklists me so I can you know use that to. Uh, you can't get our podcast in China, by the way. Really? Yep. Cannot. Do you think anyone would be listening anyway? <laughs> uh, I think I would
0: love to think we had a translator, like a Mandarin <laughs> translator, was translating shit, or that we had a cool little pi- like teenage pirate audience of like rogue kids by, <laughs> ham, ra- by ham radio. I don't know. I don't think people we'll do that anymore. But like. A- after iPods or something like that. Like just like seven, like sort of scroungy looking Chinese teens who'd like listen to the podcast every week. Yeah. Have to hide it from their parents, like go in an alley somewhere and listen to it. I would love that. That's like we used to do with Playboys and like that. So uh, tell us again about Trigger Warning.
1: Uh, trigger Warning, available everywhere. T R I G G A Warning. And uh, yeah. Uh, that's a great picture of you on the album cover, by the way. Yeah, it's got. Uh, I like the after effect. All the after, the flames. Were those real flames? It's got a little partial nudity, fire, yeah. a, a firearm. I didn't make trouble with the partial nudity, except
0: that it was your partial nudity. That not really bothered me. Was that, those weren't real fire. Would you really t- film with real fire? Or was that added on after the fact?
1: Uh, I think they did some photoshopping,
0: but I'm, I'm not certain. Was it like James Cameron built a giant tank for the Titanic down in Mexico? to <laughs> <laughs> he build a, a little flame thing? Uh, I want to thank Rocco's in Studio City. Rocco's, the best pizza, beer, skinny margaritas for the effeminate ones among us. Or even Brian had something that wasn't brightly pink today. So that I don't was, like
1: that sweet and sour shit. The skinny market, it sounds, it sounds kind of faggy, but you know. You can't
0: order that in a bar. Well, you just did order it at a bar, so I guess <laughs> you can. But really, at night, after hours, you can't order if that If it was my
1: first date with a chick, I, w- I would not have ordered that.
0: Yeah. She, uh, would you, you want, honey, you want a skinny market? Uh, I'm getting one for myself. You want one too? <laughs> oh. That's going to keep the pants on. Uh, for Rocco's in Studio City, everybody, great audience. Thank you, Rocco's. You're the best. Uh, this is Lex, last minute. Talk to you next week.